are back with another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you with the latest Seahawks news and Seattle Mariners news. Fortunately, we'll get to that in a second. But Ryan just got back from France. We had a yeah. little week off of a, back. of an episode. Ryan, was it a pretty good time? Was there any football fans over in France during the Seahawks viewing? So, uh, definitely not. The only okay. person I interacted with watching the game at 1 a.m. France time, uh, the Panthers game, that is, uh, was a lady telling me and my dad to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was Sounds a great time. Right. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to miss the game. It took me some finagling on the internet to figure out a way to watch it, but mm-hmm. figured it out, got to see it, and yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I mean, uh, that Panthers game was a pretty sound victory. Um, not as much as the recent one, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get to that in a second here. Dude, Dalton honestly came to play. I, I knew impressed. he would. He always does. I that, wanted to play Bryce. I feel like we would have beaten. It would have been a lot more relaxing of a win. Bryce is definitely not a season vet. I mean, that is, as far as what I've seen from him in his game, he looks like he everything is so much faster than what he's ready for, yeah, he's which makes sense. I'm, yeah. And he's only, he's 5'10". So, I mean, I would imagine that to be another thing going against him as far as, you know, size, speed, weight, what have you in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, but yeah, I am very stoked that Andy Dalton didn't play as well as I thought he was going to, because I definitely thought he was going to play better than Bryce. So yeah, he had a couple nice throws, but overall it's just that the talent disparity between the Seahawks and the Panthers was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into the the game that just happened on Friday, or I mean, uh, Friday, maybe we Monday. should just get the bad news, uh, these guys out of the way. Yeah, so yeah. On. Unfortunately, um, not a whole lot to say other than they just—it was an utter failure to a pretty exciting season. And well, how many games did they miss the playoffs by? Was it just one game? Or um, was it two. So Houston swept Arizona. So even if we won out, we wouldn't have made it anyway. Ah. Um, so I guess technically we. We lost. Uh, we were out of the playoffs by two games. Yeah. To be honest, as a not that educated observer, I fo- I felt like the season was over by mid September with the way they were playing. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you, and uh, mainly I think it's due to the lack of arms or veteran arms in our uh, pitching staff. Uh, four of our four out of, or no 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 yeah four out of our five. Uh, arms in our staff are were either new to the uh, season last year or rookies this year i guess that's not true three of the five logan gilbert i was forgetting he's a vet but yeah i think they just ran out of gas and it caught up to him and you know cal raleigh the other day mentioned that we needed to spend more and i actually got kind of pissed off a little bit because scott service the coach um said in an interview that he needs to control his emotions and essentially stay in his lane and that really rubbed me the wrong way like that makes me want to get that makes me want uh scott service to go honestly it makes me want them to just get new owners or sell the team if that's the kind of ownership that's running the mariners because a fan brought it up the other day in a um in a brock and salt call and he mentioned the fact that we're basically the Oakland A's, you know. We have all these promotions to bring families to the ballpark, bobblehead night, firework night, all this and that. But it's like the focus isn't winning. It's yeah. bringing people to the park, spending a bunch of money on a nice day, and 
winning 85 games and miss the playoffs by two two games or whatever. Well, and we, if, you, if you just look at the way they played the last two seasons as well, I mean, they're hovering right around 90 wins. They're clearly a player or two away from taking that next step that it takes to, to get be to, the to pennant, 95 you know? to 100 games. And yeah. they're not with the Astros. They're not with the Dodgers. They're not with the Braves. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm from a fan's perspective, like, don't fucking talk to Cal Raleigh like that. He's coming at it from all of our perspectives you do need to spend more yeah because... and he wants to win like, yeah that's what the motivation for saying that is it's not just because he's you know not staying in his lane it's because he's a competitor a, a part of me thinks scott was told to tell him that by some ugly upper management fucked up person so you think it's a conspiracy a little bit, because, I mean, the Mariners' ownership has been garbage my whole life. I mean, they were owned by Nintendo up until 2015, or like 100% of the shares were owned by them. So That's why like, we were bad for so long. Yeah. And it's like, do, you, do you remember going to the games when we were young with and pulling out like the Nintendo and like hooking up to the network? No, I don't remember that. Hooking they, it up to the network. Huh? Yeah, you could like order food off of your Nintendo, like a uh, DS. I can totally see oh. Nintendo doing something just yeah, and you could like watch so the dumb like go that, down but on the Nintendo, it was really it was kind of it was cool for little kids, man. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's exactly like the point. Mommy, can we go to the Mariners game so I can go on my DS and blah yeah. blah 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 blah? It's like that's what we're focused on and that's where our money is going towards is so little kids can order food on their ds <laughs> apparently <sighs> but anyway yeah they need to spend money in the off season, and the only thing that can change my mind about what they did with the whole cal raleigh situation is sign Sho- shohei otani and that's it well i wouldn't hold your breath but i hope you're right yeah nothing more to say on the matter uh moving on to the uh, Giants game. All right, let's talk about the fun stuff then. Yes, I yes. gotta say, I haven't had that much fun watching the Seahawks defense in God, it feels like seven years. I haven't been this right about a shitty player <laughs> before. In Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones, he sucks, and I've always thought he sucks yeah. since his rookie year when everyone called him Danny Dimes because he did good in his second game. And then everyone watched tape on him and was like, oh, this guy's worse than Eli Manning. Okay, we, no problem. <laughs> well, it's just because he plays in New York, man. You have one good game in that city, and then you get all the media hype. <laughs> Did you hear what happened to Zach Wilson the other day about Joe Namath saying, he's seen enough, get rid of him, I, I'm sick of Zach Wilson. Day after the Sunday night game. I hope we stick around. I, I hope he it. sticks around for the next decade. I did it's see like, that. What? After one game that he lost, and you want him to stay around for the next decade? It was literally about? one good drive, and it was a good drive. It was a good drive. That, that was the best I've ever seen Zach Wilson play. By yeah, far. I, I just thought of it like this old Joe Namath is such a fucking. I mean, old like the dude won a Super Bowl in like the 30s. Well, remember in, during the Seahawks Super Bowl, they were like, "All right, Joe Namath's gonna come out and do the coin toss," and then they he was just like. <laughs> and like they were like no yeah and that was 10 down. that was 10 years ago yeah so, so it's he's like he's up there with joe biden colby right? you should actually pull up the clip of joe namath flirting with the sideline reporter that is a golden i haven't clip. seen that one it's so is he wearing his like fuzzy joe namath jacket uh no i don't maybe but it's like just so old man being like 
really inappropriate at its <laughs> finest. And uh, it was caught on like a live broadcast. So, well, I would like to see that, but uh, Colby, what do you got for us? Uh, just keep going. I'm okay. Find okay. 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 I guess we're getting a little off topic here. Uh, <laughs> the Giants game. Yes. Um, man, do I love playing games in MetLife Stadium. I don't think the Seahawks have ever lost there. We to, haven't to we're the six Jets and oh, or I the think. Giants. Yeah, we're undefeated in that. Oh, actually, I don't know about the Jets. But I, but... I can't remember us losing there. We played them in 2016, and we won when Wilson had the bum ankle. I think yeah. we played them. I think we've only played them at home since then, that being the Jets. But we've played the Giants there like three times and won every time. I'm going to sound like a psycho for remembering. I don't really remember it, but I feel like we played the Jets on the road in like 2004. That was before I, I watched. I was, like, too young to even... I, I don't even think I was watching it. I think you're I, right, I though. I think I got it. Let's, okay, let's, let's, gonna, let's check gonna, it out. Right. Let's, let's Shifted see. gears real quick. Let's see what we got. Then he told her, I want to kiss you, and I don't care about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Cut away, but a few <laughs> seconds later, you could hear, I want to kiss you. Found, but it just showed him that was... So <laughs> I want to kiss you. Yeah, <laughs> that basically made me remember what exactly went down and she was like so what's going on with the jets and their struggles and he was like oh i don't care i just want to kiss you you're, <laughs> you're so pretty or whatever yeah, and it's just that's... like Ugh, uh get him off the screen yeah that's probably why you had a hard time finding it yeah, he doesn't want that out there uh but uh yeah um so MetLife Stadium, obviously we won our Super Bowl there. It's been a stadium where we've had nothing but success and really not even close games. It's kind of been a domination. And I personally love that because, and you've seen it this week in the media, the East Coast media shuns Seattle for whatever reason. I know maybe I sound like a whiny little bitch, but it's just the truth. And whenever we get to go into New Jersey and curb stomp their stupid overrated teams in front of the whole world... <laughs> It just makes me so happy. And to have to sit there and watch Joe and Troy try to commentate while Daniel Jones is like on every play as he's getting sacked within two seconds. It was just beautiful. I mean, 11 sacks. I guess let's just get into the game now besides just the Well, hold on. Before we get into it, I want to say, like, for me, I've always thought Brian Dable looks like one of those, like, he was your coach when you were like 10 when you weren't very good at anything and like he would be getting in your fit like beat red because he dropped a fly but like i just picture he him as like a really mean dad i don't know maybe he's a nice guy but that's like i look at him and i'm like it, it didn't look i like wouldn't he, want him mad at me for fucking up in a football it game. didn't look like he was getting along with danny well and i colby i think you might have the 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 uh oh, yeah. tablet throw <laughs> but that was maybe one of my favorite moments of the game. Yeah, I got yeah. that right here. Let's 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 pull it up. Alright, going there. Let's see what we got. I think that, that was Ryan Dable and Daniel Jones don't seem to be on the same page. Dable's been frustrated at times. You he could see he's looked. trying to explain <laughs> some stuff to Daniel Jones. Yeah, I can't remember it. exactly the play I don't know what happened right after, but it was it probably might, a you know, and it might have been the pick six, actually. It was the pick six. He like threw it. They were on the, in the red zone. Right. Yeah, I think they were on the goal line. line. Yeah. 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 And then it just stopped. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> when it showed the traffic 
outside the stadium. There was like eleven minutes left in the game. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, there was like I really shout out uh, my brother Curtis. He was at that game and oh. saw all that at MetLife. What a, what a game to be at as a Seahawks fan, yeah. for sure. That'd also just be cool to go there knowing we won the Super Bowl at that field. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, get, getting into the the meat of the game, um, the defense the defense hasn't looked that good since at the most recent 2017, but I would say 2016, 2015, like actual Legion of Boom era defense before the injuries and the transition started to, I guess, the, the current or more recent regime that we've been a part of. Uh, the pass rush, what can you say about it? I mean, they looked had, amazing. We had 11 sacks. And if Daniel Jones wasn't as mobile as he is, or if he was getting the ball out sooner, I mean, it it could have been like fifteen or twenty sacks. See, with I the don't, amount of pressure he was under. I've never been a. I've never bought into the. Oh, Daniel Jones is mobile. If he was so mobile, he would have escaped and done Houdini shit like Russell and Justin Fields. I mean, and all he, he's fast. He's fast at running like this and then falling down. <laughs> but he's not like. He's not a mobile quarterback. Well, I, I, I mean, like, if, if he was, you know, like, 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, he would have been sacked 20 times, is and what then, I'm saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he did slip out of a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and some of it was, you know, guys coming off the blitz. Like, I think Devin Witherspoon got the party started mm-hmm. with that uh, corner blitz. Uh, more on him later. But, uh I, I guess we got to talk about it. The just absolutely tragic luck that Jamal had, Jamal Adams has. Yeah, I didn't even get a. I was still coming home from work. I didn't even get to see a single well, and snap. Like second play of the game, he gets unblocked off a of blitz and almost takes Daniel Jones' head off. Um, <laughs> and then he has a huge hit on. A, I think it was Darren Waller. It might have been a receiver, but anyways, he just laid a guy out uh-huh. uh, immediately from the start of the game it looked like jamal adams was going to be a factor and then just i mean what do you do about a knee to the head making your head slam against the ground like that's just really fucking unlucky it's not that the guys made a glass like anyone would get concussed from that it's just it's just such a bummer that that happened but i guess if there's a silver lining like he will be back uh, after the bye week um assuming that there's nothing lingering with a concussion but Mm -hmm. more often than not that is the case um but this game i think if there's any one player from the seahawks that you single out from this game it's 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 the rookie it's It's, spoon it's devin witherspoon and this guy i think he shut a lot of yappy mouths up about oh jalen carter did did, that like yeah i'm feeling very guilty in fact i want to like i think i'm i'm a I'm torn between him and, and Jigba as far as whose jersey I'm going to be getting the mm. throwback, mind you. But I think I think I'm gonna have to get Spoon as a as a tribute to him, as an apology, uh, that I was dead wrong and mm. he's badass and I love he's like a little mini Cam Chancellor. The guy yeah. just had a game. I mean, we we are Seahawks fans that watched the entire Legion of Boom era from yeah. its inception. And I can't recall ever seeing a Seahawks defensive back have that impactful of a game. It's almost like he's like all three of them into one. He's like a little Earl Thomas because he's small and he's fast and he can make the tackles and he hits the boom and he's, I mean, he didn't give up any big plays. No. Uh, well, he did against Detroit, but that was, you know. That was a flea flicker. Different story. Was that his was his first, first game. Yeah. yeah. But like, 
yeah, he he could potentially be all three of them wrapped up into one player in the Which sense is that good. he's a corner and he's all over the he's field only, all at once. So what blows me away about him, many things do, but the guy's only 180 pounds. And he fucking rocked a 220-pound running back onto his ass. <laughs> like, how? That, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> mind you, a little different topic of discussion that we can get to in a second, but it was so cool seeing our offensive line just punish their defensive line. Mm. Like Anthony Bradford had a really, really fun game. I couldn't believe how good our backups were doing. Like, yeah, it we'll, was... we'll get to that in a minute. I just, I, I want to give Witherspoon some more flowers here because sure. I just, you know, like he had seven tackles in that game, and I believe like three of them were tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. He had two pass breakups, and an interception return for a touchdown to seal the win, and two sacks. Like that, that I'm sorry, that that literally has never happened before for yeah. one player to do all that in a game. That's fucking insane. And for him to do it as a rookie in his third game with no training camp, with no preseason, with no mini camp. He was injured all mini camp. Like, holy shit. We might have something really I hope he special can, here. Like, after hearing you say all that, I just hope he can stay healthy. That's yeah. my only thing I have to say at the end of that. Is... Yeah, I, I would like him to bulk up to 190 just to, you know, have his body absorb those hits a little better if he's going to be throwing himself around like that. But... He's he's young. I mean, he's only like 22, so he probably will put on a little bit of weight as he gets older. Yeah. But uh, yeah, incredible game. 11 sacks overall from the defense. Just just unbelievable for the year. We're we're still only allowing like I think it's less than three yards a carry on the season in the run game. So the impact that Bobby Wagner has had, just being able to you know bring guys down on first hit has been huge. I didn't really see that coming, to be honest with you. I didn't think it would make that big of a difference having him out there. And remember, we always had a great run defense, and I I guess I didn't realize he was such a big part of that. Because if you look at the uh, pro football focus ratings, he's still a top three linebacker in the league, even now. And he's getting like 17 tackles a week or something crazy like that. It's like if he touches you, that people just stop and go down immediately. there's, (laughs) There's no... There's no negotiating with Bobby Wagner. You're you're going down if he lays a hand on you. Yeah. You might be able to re- negotiate with Gabby Wagner, but not Bobby. <laughs> that's, for, that's for certain viewers there. Good. <laughs> oh Take that out. All right. Uh, so moving on to the other side of the ball. Um, yeah, this game was not a great offensive performance by the Seahawks by any stretch. However, it showed that you know, from one to fifty-three, we have really good depth on this team. I realized that this game, especially because I was watching the game through the lens of Jackson Smith and Jigba, because I was up eleven points on Colby in our uh, fantasy game, don't and he had me. he had JSN. So every time I saw him on the field, I was watching him like, please don't throw to him. Oh my god, please don't throw him. So like every play, I was like, okay, they threw it to DK. Okay, they threw it to <laughs> Will Disley. Okay, they threw it to like, like so. I was like, damn, they really aren't using him at all because uh, like they haven't thrown it. They every time they did throw it to him, it was like a deflection or no gain or whatever. So it seems like they're not really well in, nailing that in yet. When they but, throw it to him, it's all at or behind the line of scrimmage, which is frustrating because I feel like he's been getting open a ton. But you got to remember, you know, it's not like he's not like in Zay Flowers situation where he's literally wide receiver one. He's wide receiver three on a team that's missing a shit ton of offensive linemen starters, both tackles. 
So we're having to do a lot of two, three tight end sets. There was a play where we literally had three tight ends on the right side of the line against the Giants because um, they need help. Jake Curhan, I'm sorry. I mean, he's doing a serviceable job, but you can't put him on an island like you do with Abe Lucas and expect anything pretty to happen. So Is Abe a, Lucas going on IR? He's been on IR. So okay, after, so he'll be back in four weeks, roughly? After the Bengals game, I think he's eligible to return, but he okay. has to sit out one more because he played the first game, and that's when he got put on IR right. was after that right. game, even though we have the bye. It's but, like minimum four games when you yeah, go on IR. Yeah, four mm-hmm. games, not four weeks. <clears throat> but uh, on the bright side... He should be coming after that, and we've been holding up okay without him. But as you were alluding to, I think it speaks just to the multitude of playmakers that we have on this offense where JSN is more of a luxury than a feature part of the offense. You know, like I I really want to see him get going because I think he's an awesome player and he looks so good in the offseason and training camp and preseason and all that. Um, it just hasn't happened yet, but I think it's coming. It's just so weird because I feel like last year, our a lot of our the negativity or the narrative around what we didn't have was, oh, we need that third string wide receiver that will make everything work. And it's like we have that now. Why aren't we using it? Um, but I again, I can be patient. Like I learned my lesson with Devin Witherspoon. Like, okay, let's yeah. just wait a little bit see what they can do on the field and then judge it. And yeah, I mean I he's mean, he's a 21-year-old rookie. He's he's a kid. Yeah. And like it's not like he's been bad. He he has two drops which is alarming cuz he didn't drop anything all offseason, but I think people forgot this. The dude broke his wrist like 4 weeks ago. So I'm sure his his hand is probably not back to 100%. Right. Um so I I think these are things especially with the bye week coming up here, a little chance to just heal up without pushing yourself um i think these are things that will work themselves out yeah i i mean i've got to agree with you there um do you want to uh i know you said you wanted to do like a first quarter of the season award um, um I are guess you are, a, do you have anything much more to say on the on the monday night game just a couple things um shout out to drew Locke and noah fant our denver russell wilson trade making a our, big the drew Locke season that you put the way you put it yeah, uh, the guy comes out there off the bench and leads us to our biggest drive of the night. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. And it's it's just it's just funny to see how much different of a quarterback than Geno Smith he is. I mean, mm-hmm. He's doing he's rolling out on every play. He's he just throws so many fucking passes. It's exciting. Drew Locke is fun to watch. He's I don't think he's as good as Geno, but his, he has a absolute hose for an arm as john schneider once said um so it was fun to just finally see him in a meaningful action in a game and he i mean it was cool to see him i'm just glad that we only saw him for as much as we did because i I, bad i'm not not i'm i mean that because i'm glad gino's not hurt yeah that's what i mean what do we know about gino is it an injury at all or um I mean, he came back and finished. Yeah, the game. I I didn't hit, see anything specific yeah. on it that well, they. I thought it was a fucking bullshit, dirty play. Oh and yeah, he got after. Uh, yeah, G- Gino was heated, yeah. and he was so pissed that after the twenty minute halftime, he came out and got a personal foul penalty for like yeah. talking shit. Oh, I which I like. Again, I don't want to make too much of a noise about it, but the refs were so shitty in this game. 
Yeah, that they, was... they were such Oof. dog shit in this game. It was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, uh, just again, shout out to all of the guys that had to come into this game and play. I mean, there was at one point where we had our center playing guard, a rookie playing center, a rookie playing next to him, an undrafted free agent playing next to that guy, and then a fifth round, second, third year player, Stone Forsyth at left tackle. Like, you have basically our practice squad lining up against one of the best front sevens in the league. I think Stone Forsyth has be- played a lot better than I think yeah. we all expected. I thought he was going to be a re- revolving door disaster, but he's actually <laughs> yeah. been like pretty competent out there. He was rough against the Rams, but it, I think it's probably because he was just thrown into there, you know, with no time to, to prepare. And yeah, now that he's been the guy at left tackle the last few weeks, granted they've been you know scheming some help for him, but he's he's been good. Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to also, before I forget about it, uh, the tight end group has still played amazing, and that mm-hmm. one tight end that we had with Noah Fant, or wait, what Or what was that? Wasn't that that long play where... Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at with okay. when I brought up Drew Locke earlier, because they, okay, they yeah. made that connection. Because that play on the sideline, it was like, we were watching it, and it was like, okay, he's got him. Oh, no. Oh, oh. And he just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like three times where I thought he was going to go down on that play. That was demoralizing if you're a Giants <laughs> player on that defense. Like, I know. The only bummer was it was just like half a yard short of a score. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't score. He was yeah. uh, down at the one. I forget. But even still, the fact that he made uh, it that it's, far. It was... set up the, the Kenneth Walker touchdown the next play. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, but yeah, I mean, that, that was awesome because it was the two guys that we got in the Russell Wilson trade from Denver making a connection in prime time. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that trade just, and the other guy, I mean, Devin Witherspoon was the last piece of the Russell Wilson trade in the first round. And I know. hope Denver fans were watching that game. Like, oh, I'm sure sad. they were. They were probably like, could you imagine him next to Patrick Sertain? <laughs> We'd be so good. Instead, <laughs> he's paired up with Tariq Woolen. <laughs> is it really going to go like down in history as like the worst trade? I don't know. I know people, people. I mean, the the one with Trey Lance was pretty bad too. Yeah, that and one's real. Wh- bad. Why? Why is Deshaun Watson getting a free pass? He's playing way worse than Russell yeah. Wilson, and I, the fucking Browns gave up more to trade for him, and they gave him a guaranteed two hundred thirty million. I think it's because the Browns have a good defense. Yeah, the defense is bailing out Deshaun Watson. That's why, and not the defense isn't doing that. He's, he's not getting bailed out to me. I mean, I, in part because I have him in fantasy, but well, I'm not I'm by choice. I inherited the team. Isn't doing that for Russell Wilson? That predator. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the no defense... Ryan traded for him immediately <laughs> following the allegations. <laughs> that was Keenan. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, that was a very fun game. I enjoyed it. I wish we could yeah. play the Giants every week. Uh, it was a great time. And we're 3-1 and one going into the bye, and the bye could not come at a better time, in my opinion, with the amount of little nicks and bruises we have on the injury report. Yeah, the, the little nicks are really tough to deal with. Um, but Can we cut the feed? <laughs> I, I'm done. I can't do this with this guy anymore, man. Uh, so with that, uh, in a wrap, let's get to the – first quarter of the season awards for seattle yeah so through the first four games who is your team mvp um i 
little unexpected, um, but I'm going to give this my all. This is I know this isn't your answer because it's not really what you're asking, but I'm going to say the entire offensive line. The entire offensive line. That's not what I'm asking, but we'll give it to you. Well, because I don't, I don't have a single player. All right, I have a group. I have a, I have a, I have a position group that I'm going to give the MVP to. And all right, I'm going to give it to them because we lost all of our, we lost our key two, top two tackles, mm-hmm. and then we lost our guard, and so it's like we had to plug in next man up, next man up, next man up. I thought we were going to pl- go zero and four. They've then, all played amazing. Yeah. So like they like the thing that was our strength that then turned into a weakness is now a strength again and i don't really know why but yeah it that's that's who i got to give my mvp to is all of the offensive line okay i like it yeah it was questionable but i like i have to well i have to save my other like because if we're going to do offensive and defensive rookie and newcomer like i gotta save those for it's just best rookie not not side of the ball Okay, okay, best rookie. Got well, that's an easy one, but we'll yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, my MVP is Kenneth Walker. I think he has been the fair. The, the lifeblood of our offense for these first four games, and he looks even better than he looked last year, and he looked pretty good last year. So I I think we have a a, a top ten, possibly top five running back in him. He looks fucking special. Yeah, he. This is my first year. Well, I mean, he was a rookie last year, but this is my first year having him in fantasy, and he's like my favorite thing about my team. So yeah. he's yeah, he does not disappoint. And I mean, the Giants got lucky on that one play where he was just uh-huh. down by like the crack of his ass. That right cheek, man, it was so close to just not hitting it. Yeah, but so close. But it is what it is. I mean, I did think it was the right call, but it was. I was hoping that the refs were just ten percent more blind, and then they would have given it to us. I mean, the giant like, I'll fine. We'll we'll take that one back because <laughs> what we did to them afterwards was just <laughs> so unfair. <laughs> yeah, I guess they can deserve the slack. So with that, um, who's your? I have a feeling who is going to be best offensive player on the team so far. Um, I was actually going to say Kenneth Walker due to. Me having him on fantasy, he's just been our bell cow. And mm. I'm surprised that we've used him so much more than we've used Charbonnet, which yeah. Charbonnet, Charbonnet is a different is kind of runner. He's I a, he's so a lower your shoulder and run you over kind of a runner, which, I mean, I, I love having Kenneth Walker's patience mixed with I'm going to fucking run through your face like marshawn yeah his famous words i honestly feel like they're a better version of um aaron jones and aj Dillon and green bay like because i think yeah Kenneth that's walker, a good that's a good i think comp. kenneth walker is like more comp. talented than aaron jones and i mm-hmm. like and he's Charvet younger more than Dillon. yeah yeah um so i think those two are looking like one of the top rb duos in the league you probably have to hand number one to the guys in atlanta right now but i yeah. think we're probably right behind him yeah Dalvin Cook isn't doing shit in New York, so... I mean, I saw that coming the second Aaron Rodgers went down. Yeah. I was like, oh, his value is, is no longer. Pretty one-dimensional. Uh, but now, since Kenneth Walker's my MVP, I'm going to say best offensive player is DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. I think, really, DK has come into his own and just become the number one wide receiver that he was meant to be. Um, he's always been dangerous as a downfield threat, but you're seeing him 
win on all sorts of routes. His route tree has really expanded this year. We and also threw to him a lot yesterday yeah, or Monday. We like, needed to. I was surprised at how involved he was in the offense. Well, and did you get a like second look at the touchdown he got? Because what he did was he waited till the ball was like the distance of like us to the cameras to actually lunge for it because uh-huh. he was trying to like bait the defender not to look back for the ball or yeah like he was looking back for the ball but he didn't make a no move like he, d- he didn't oh, want yeah. the defender to play the ball exactly is what i was saying exactly okay. and gotcha. that's the kind of thing that comes from playing in the nfl for now four years and also the chemistry that he has with gino and the trust that those two guys have in each other mm-hmm. so it's a really special thing to see and i think if if he was playing any lesser right now we we might have one less win i think if he didn't have so many issues with penalties in the first couple games then he would be my choice but that that just bothered me which granted he did he have a flag at all on monday he had a holding penalty but not a no not not, not a, a unnecessary roughness or yeah well i conduct. think that just happened the rams game because frustration boiled over and we we weren't gonna win that fucking game at that point so right it, it was annoying but it's like i'm not gonna get down on the guy too much for it yeah. Definitely a shit talker, but I, I kind of like. Well, and I was also going to say, like, maybe I'm in the minority, but I kind of like DK's antics. I mean, I like it, but sometimes when it's costing us games or yeah. be, putting us in situations where we might lose because of that, it's like, dude, stop doing that. De- definitely agree. <laughs> definitely agree. Um, but it... yeah, I, I understand, though, you have to take the bad and the good with something like that. So it's, yeah. You're gonna get that mixed with, you know, the good the good shit talk. Gotcha. So uh best defensive player so far. Who's who's your pick for that? Mm, I would probably have to go Bobby on that one because mm. I feel like um based on just what I've heard, I think he had a lot to do with, you know, Tell the <coughs> Truth Mondays, team coming together, uh, owning what they made mistakes on in week one. And, um, yeah, I just think his leadership is uh, something we don't see a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously the tackles, the stats, the, they speak for themselves. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, Bobby, is, Bobby would be my choice. That is the intangible aspect that he brings that I think has been a huge boost to this defense. Yeah. Um, I was going to pick Bobby as well, but I'll go a different direction. Um, I think Jerron Reed has been a revelation for us at nose tackle. He has two sacks. He's a bunch of pressures. He has a blocked field goal, and he's someone that when we signed, I didn't, I didn't even think two seconds about it. Because that's know. funny you say that, because uh, I don't remember who it was. It was some ESPN or Seahawks uh, insider, but we, he was asked, "Oh, who's the most important Seahawks on, player on this team this year?" And he was like, mm, "I'm gonna go Jerron Reed." And they were like, "Oh, interesting. We'll explain why." And you basically just hit all of the boxes of he why. He has been dominating in a way. I mean, he had a really good 2018 for us, mm-hmm. um, but he's playing way better than even that season right now. Like, the guy's been legitimately an elite interior lineman so far this season, and it's it's so awesome to see because that's why everyone wanted Jalen Carter, and I'm not saying he's Jalen Carter. They're not even the same position, but we're getting – that disruption out of the interior defensive line that you would have wanted out of a guy like that out of a pretty cheap free agent signing and maybe this is just another one of those situations where it's like oh we didn't sign anyone big in or i mean we did but we didn't draft anyone to fill that need like a jalen carter but it's like 
we also we also didn't draft a quarterback last year and guess what we were just fine yeah so it's like maybe maybe that's another thing in pete and john we trust that we just need to do and just let them be like okay i guess we didn't get any big big dogs up front but we'll just have to trust you because you usually don't disappoint in that regard more often than not yeah. yeah yeah or i'm not or i guess not don't disappoint but we are pleasantly surprised a lot of the times. Um, and then best rookie, I have a feeling who you're going to say so yeah, far. Yeah, I would obviously go Spoon. I mean, after that game on Monday night, he looked like our best player. So, I Yeah, I mean, it, you you could make an argument for him as MVP after the last two games. I, I, I already brought him up, but I do really like the way Charbonnet runs. Every time it, he touches the ball it seems like there's a highlight reel of him fucking someone he took that guy's soul in the carolina game they call they called that one he threw him out of the club yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he had a couple (laughs) big smacks in the the giants game as well so i i love watching a guy with that style run and what what i like is he brings that short area like a short yardage Mm -hmm. um, thing that hasn't been a huge strength of canines but he's also i think he's like 15 pounds heavier than canine too yeah um yeah you can't say enough good about devin witherspoon the guy's been a revelation uh charbonnet another one um i guess if i had to choose another rookie honestly and i know this is silly don't way, but oh i already know who you're gonna dude, say jake bobo is uh-huh. kicking ass yeah run blocking and i mean he this the guy's got more touchdowns than jsn so far yeah. For whatever that's worth. Well, but, I mean, I have more touch. Well, I have the same amount of touchdowns as Jason. So, I mean, that's <laughs> Give them not time. That it's coming. They are coming. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's not even just the eye test. Like, uh, Pro Football Focus says him is one of the top rookies grade wise, period, in the mm-hmm. whole league, which is just so cool. Um, so, yeah, that is surprise. I'm kind of surprised by that. He's got like an 86 grade on pro football focus which anything about 70 is like elite yeah usually so uh yeah we again it's looking like another very very important very impactful rookie class and that's not even to mention guys like uh cam young who has been rotational on the nose tackle but Mm -hmm. he's held his own he tackled daniel jones it was like kind of a sack you could call it yeah monday um jerick reed has been doing really on really well in special teams so it's it's kind of across the board um at the very least competence with all these guys so yeah um i jake bobo was honestly going to be my uh even though he's a rookie i was going to put him in my newcomer only because he's a rookie but it almost seems like he's like a newcomer in the sense that we're we're making him do all the blocking we're not like He's not a flashy player, you know. He's not putting up crazy numbers. He's he's doing, he's doing all the behind the scenes shit that we need him to do. So, um, but I suppose oh, is that what we're what, is that the next? Yeah, I was gonna do best newcomer next. So there you go. Yeah, uh, either him or I was gonna say uh, I know he hasn't been like crazy good, but I, I like what I've seen from Julian Love, the oh, the safety yeah. that he we had, signed. He had his best game against the Giants for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say that game. It kind of seemed like all of our uh secondary they looked like they did in the super bowl like every every time one of the giants players got the ball 
thrown to them or pitched to them it was like the most violent thing ensuing (laughs) afterward yeah we need to (laughs) bottle whatever we had before that giants game because people are making excuses that the giants are just bad and they had backups hey we had our we did this to them last year that's why i knew it was going to happen again because guess what now he doesn't have daniel jones he doesn't have anyone in as as for a receiver and you mean saquon uh Oh, did I say he doesn't have Daniel Jones? Yeah. Yes, Daniel Jones doesn't have Saquon. And fucking it doesn't really matter if they have Daniel Jones. They might be better off. But uh, his best receiver is Darren Waller, who is, like, injured every other game. So it's yeah. like – And, he and he's a old. And he's a non-factor yeah. he's, he's in his 30s, you know. That I, Honestly, I saw I think, that game coming from a mile away. I think Wandale is their only weapon in the receiving core. Because, dude, Darius Slayton, I thought he retired. Yeah. <laughs> I rest my case. That's where you go to retire, is Chris's team. Uh, my best newcomer is a guy that hasn't... Again, it's just kind of like a, a name that came up in free agency, and we were like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, Mario Edwards Jr., he had the strip sack fumble on Edwards Daniel Jones uh, that kind of got the party started on Monday night, and he's actually been extremely disruptive the last few games. So he was someone that I didn't even think we would see much on the field, but uh, there's been a few games this year where I found myself asking, who's 97? That guy like really just like blew up that play, and it's, mm-hmm. it's been Mario Edwards. So um, he is my best newcomer. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Um do we want to – oh, yeah, we probably aren't going to get into next week's game because we have a bye week now. So yes, we get to rest up opponent. and we get to play the Bengals. Hopefully they don't have anything figured out by two weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, I – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't – I've been wondering if they're going to shut uh, Joey B down just because he's clearly not fully healthy. But I don't know. I mean, their offensive line seems like it's been a mess. So we'll, we'll get more into that game later. But – uh yeah, here we are sitting in the bye week at 3-1. and one. Uh, We got Bengals, Cardinals, and I think Ravens after that coming up. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we certainly don't have an easy schedule from here on out. But, you know, I think if anyone looked at our schedule in the offseason and was told that we'd be 3-1 and one at the bye, you'd be perfectly happy with it. You probably wouldn't have had the loss as the Rams. But. No, because now that I'm thinking about it, I I chose us to lose or to beat the Rams, to lose to the Lions, to beat the Panthers, and to beat the Giants. So, yeah, I had us at three and one. You did, cool. I nice. had four no, but I also don't think I was very realistic with my predictions. So. <laughs> no, I was the same way. I was very optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what the off season's for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I had for this one. Yeah, that's Fun that's times. all I got. We'll uh, be back at it next week with. Well, I mean, we won't have a game to recap, but hey, we got the Kraken coming up pretty soon, so hopefully we'll be good again and we'll have some hockey to talk about since we won't have Mariners baseball for October. Yeah, I mean, we'll have the whole NFL week to talk about too. There's, there's yeah, there's I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be the Denver Broncos talk about sean payton talking if about how embarrassing else. his loss was oh man we didn't even talk about the 70 points or the bears yeah there's there's lots i think enough we've taught like people we everyone gets it yeah. they suck <laughs> it's kind of like being a dead horse 
All right, guys. Well, thanks again for checking out the JR Takes Sportscast. Yep, and we'll see you next time.